and obviously I'm a trans woman living in Nigeria, which is like, like it's, it's a crazy navigation. When we are going in desert, we walk for good six hours. My leg was strong. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Lay of the Land. Welcome back to Lay of the Land. If you're yet to listen to part one of Jacob's football story, check out the previous episode before continuing with this one. I had a great conversation with Jacob Opuari, a former professional footballer whose career started off in Nigeria in the 90s before he moved over to Europe. His first game in Albania left a strong and positive impression on his teammates and the club. Here's what happened next. After the game, they now come and say he's going to. They say, "Come back, come back, come back. Let's discuss contract right now." Then the newspaper down was my picture was on the newspaper. They were writing that this is a team from the capital, Tirana, Dinamo. Say they they must they want to invite me, but they say I must play one year first. After one year, I now went to that capital, Dinamo. I played there too for one year again, and then came. I was just going round, 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 and I went to Greece for trial. Unfortunately, my uncle now got break in Greece. Oh, no. No, that, that I was with a PAOK. That was my friend team, if I were dizzy. As of there, he has not come to PAOK. He was in Kavala. And I break my uncle. Even the coach of that Greece there was crying, said, ah, no, 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 this guy, this boy is a, Great player. I know suppose I played in that power, I would have opportunity to play in Super Eagles. Because most of the Super Eagles team then was my friend. Because when there is when there when there is a match on to play against one country, I was still in Nigeria when I was in Nightel. This now invited me to Sheraton. When I went there, I was opportunity to meet Stephen Keshi, least Stephen Keshi or Mokashi and the other ones. Because when he saw me, when I went to the swimming pool, he saw me with Daisy, Bay, all of them, where they were just jumping around me like that, like that, like that. So the big boss was surprised. That said, ah, he now called all of us. You know, he's a big player, as a senior. He called all of us, say, hey guys, you guys should come. Say, who is this guy to you people? They say, ah, senior man, this boy, a great player. Mm. Our captain, our skipper. I was, I used to captain them. Yeah. Our captain, but it's just the opportunity to play super good. Certification and Link me to one managers of then. But the man had problem with FIFA. The man took his license. The man is from Edo State. Supposing, well, it's life. So that was how I opportunity to enter the rope, play football after my football, everything. I went to that Greece again. Second time again, to that my manager. So is this after your ankle had healed? Healed, yes. Mm-hmm. And I went back again in one division, two team. When after I trained, finished with that team, then I said they need a player with uh, European passports for that my particular space. But say I'm okay for them, but I'm using Nigerian passports. But they need a player with European passports. When I said, okay, no problem, you can go back. And I went back to Albania. Albania, and I went to Italy. I had a chance with um, FK Barry. When I was there, they said I would not go back to Abena. I should stay there. I stayed there for six months without signing me in the contract because of Nigerian ITC 
document um, problem. You know, now they see me that I'm playing. I want to play professional league now. Because as of that time, as of then, Nigeria brought a new law that every Nigerian players outside Nigeria, whether in Togo anywhere, you have to have that your ITC paper. They had to problem because of the money. They said they want to collect about 40-something million naira. And I called out my cousin in Germany. This is the NFF. Yes, the NFF. Mm-hmm. And I called my cousin in Germany because he had a friend. His teammate from 3SC was working with the NFF. Then mm-hmm. I called the by me. They said they don't drag, 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 drag. When they were resting player for the professional league there as FK Barry by name, they said there's no time again. And I went back to Albania. But, you know, I just give Almighty God the glory because football exposed me a lot. I've seen things around, I've been around. But that super good that I didn't play or eaglets or fly goose, I'm not happy. Yeah. I want to see myself to come back again. Yeah, I want to see myself to come back again. And what would you what would you also say about like how how things went in the end? Would you say that the reason your career in Europe only went so far is because of difficulties with the NFF? No, no, no. When I came back to Albania and I played at Macedonia, FK Okri was one of the biggest teams in Macedonia. I played there for two seasons and I left back again to Albania. So I had been and I had my knee problem. You can see my knee like this now. See? See the difference. My kneecap. I went on air. I want to head a ball. Somebody pushed me. And I fell on top of my knee. That was a... So that was an injury that yes, stopped your entire stopped career? Yes. How did how did you feel? Ah, I feel very bad. I felt so bad because why? I still want to play football because I love football. It's passion. And, you know, when I had this injury, to God be good, my club, they tried a lot for me. Because mostly it was here in Nigeria. I would have like... We call it key leg, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. All this got leg. Because in Europe there, they took me to Germany. That was where they treated me very well, everything. That's why if I'm stretched like that, you will not find out if I keep that if I keep this leg so long like this, I will start feeling okay. pain. Did you know it was and a career-ending injury as soon as it happened, or was it after a while of trying to get you better that you were told? No, 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 no. It was this injury that made me to stop football. No, I know. I'm saying, did you know immediately when you got injured? Did you know immediately? No, that no, your no. Career? I didn't know. I didn't know. But mm-hmm. I still want to play. Mm-hmm. I still want to play because after I, they gave me six months. So after six months, I will resume training. After the six months. My team now gave me extra two weeks. I was going to gym to put power mm-hmm. on the leg. But whenever I come to the feet to run, I feel a lot of pains in that leg. Then after this season, I now to that, no, no, no. Let me just, I'm okay. And I, mm-hmm. I said, I'm okay with the football. 
So what did you what did you do from there? Uh, from there, I stayed. I now went back to meet my other cousins and friends in Italy. I was with them for two years. And I said, no, I'm going back to Nigeria. Let me go back to Nigeria. At least to start something else again in Nigeria. They said, oh, no, no, stay. I said, no, 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 no. I said, let me, I'm going back to Nigeria. And I came back to Nigeria. But things were, you know, you no know, Nigerians up and down. You know, I, before I adopt to Nigerian, because as of then when I was playing, every year I used to come to Nigeria twice. I used to come to Nigeria twice. But when I was in Nigeria for like one month, three months, four months, like that, things were so, you know, I start feeling, you know, you must feel some kind of difficulty. But I say, I know what's happening. I'm a Jibile man. Any of you go the rugged and they go. Then a friend of mine called Anayo said, wants to organize. Somebody met him that let them do big football business. That we took to take players outside. And I said, this card is coming from France, Olivia. It's half Cameroon, half France. And I said, okay, we'll link me to the guy. He's, he's the one that wants to sponsor the trip, everything. When the guy down came, he now called me and I went to his office. Said, we're going to Kaduna to scout for players, grassroots players. I said, no problem. I'm going to spend like three months and three weeks in North Kaduna. Uh, Kanu, Joss, Abuja, I said, okay, no problem. He paid me well, he did everything, he did everything, the hotel, everything. We stayed in Kaduna for two months and three weeks. They were fe- he was feeding me, you got the white guy, you know, as a man, I have my own wife and children. I don't want to stay in a very big hotel like that. And my man told me that, JK, Jake, you can stay wherever you like, but our meeting time to defeat. This is what I said, okay, no problem. And I went to look for a hotel. I was paying that one, you know. Whenever in the morning like that, he would call me, Jake, are you ready? I said, I'm ready. We just come with the car. We just moved together to the stadium. We organized matches from the local urban area. So that we buy like football, like 10 football. Best player, take ball. Uh, best goalkeeper. Take a football like that. We used to share. They don't. They want to play good football because why? In Nigeria today, you see those local players, disciplined players from grassroots, mostly in the north. But here in the west and Lagos, like this is problem because Lagos boys and the way they are living their life now, most of them no respect argument with coach. They will fry their hair. They want to sag. They want to do this. They want to do this like that. But in Northern part, there's these houses, you don't see them do that because most of them cannot even allow you to grow or do dread like that. They will not allow your parents to because their parents will not allow them. We were picking boys. The man gave me a test the first two days, the white man. He write, he said, Jake, just write your own number of player you have seen you like. He's going to write his own. The first two days, the players I picked was the one that he picked 
to ah, you know, say, Jake, you are a real professional player. <laughs> say, you are a real footballer. You are a professional player. I said, Libis Olive, I know good footballers. I know what they want to do that moment. You might feel bad if you still try it again. Yeah. The man said, I like to work with me. So he likes to work with me and even want me to be his eye in Nigeria and Cameroon and Ghana. That wants me to be, well, I can I be traveling like that? I said, no problem, I can be traveling. So we then pick some players. As of then, it was an eaglet screening was going on. When Manu Gaba and Endukok Badi were the Kush. We now went to Abuja. Those boys who pick from Kaduna and Kanu, we take them to Abuja to lodge them. We brought them to the other 17 camp. And Endukok Badi, he knows me. When I went to meet, he said, JK, this is not JK or Jesus. This is JK or Lodge. I say, ah, senior. It's me. Say, ah, you know what we say? Ah, my great defender. You have grown now. Look at your face. BS. I say, <laughs> say, you're a big boy. I say, I'm a family man now. I say, ah, yes. You know, I say, no, that's so. Obi must grow one day. So what do you come? I say, I brought our boys. You see, who is your manager? I say, Mickey, the white man. I say, Adam has been working with them for long. Mm. We don't choose our boys. They don't play. He pick one of our boys, then Peter. And that Peter was the one that scout for that boy in Kaduna. I saw him playing like corridor football in the streets. And I sat down in somewhere. I was watching this boy. He's a left footer. This boy was playing. I said, ah. And I called. I said, how old are you? He said, he's 16 and a half. So which team? I said, bros, I don't get him. And I said, okay, if you come to our stadium, yeah, we have the previous to today more college in Kaduna. He said, okay, no problem, sir. And I gave him 500 naira to pay transport and come. As I was going that day with bike, I saw him on the bike in my front. He was going to that stadium. We get to that stadium. He came there, I saw him, I saw Peter come. And I met Olivia that I saw this boy in the street football. It's a left footer. He said, yes, sir. you have to be a Jake, this guy has a very good height. I like his physique, this I said, yeah, go and dress up now. And the boy now came back to me and said, Kush. He said, ah, bros, I don't have, I don't have boots. Football boots. I said, ah, why did you tell me yesterday when we met? He said, he doesn't know how to tell me. There's canvas, bro. I said, yeah, use your canvas. Go and play. Let's see if go and play. And now, as he was playing, Oliver Lance said, Jake, ah, this kind of player I'm looking for. This kind what of was his position, this player? Left foot at number three. Okay. Left foot back. Left foot back. Oliver Lance said, ah, you saw, you saw this boy in the streets. He's very this kind of player I'm looking for. Do that. Manu Gaba and Indukok uh, Badi. When the boy was playing, Indukok Badi was telling me that, ah, Jake, where did you find that left footer, that boy. Where is the boy today? The boy, the boy is in France now. Amazing. He's in France, he's in Lens Fidas team. Quick disclaimer, I've been unable to verify this story on Peter Oche that Jacob told. While it's very possible that Jacob did scout him, there's little evidence to support this claim. You see, you see sometimes, eh, 
Some players, football is luck. Football is luck. Opportunity, yes. luck, a lot of hard work yes, as well, yes, consistency. Yes, yes. I want us to speak, as we round this conversation up, I want us to speak about the NFF today because there's so much room for improvement. Um, Gone are the days of being champions of Africa, winning Mm. Olympic gold medals, um, being known for football across the world. In your view, what would you say has changed? Why is Nigerian football where it is today? You see, Nigerian football today... It's not like back in those days. No, in those in those days, they used to have secondary school, primary school tournaments, secondary school tournaments, university, mm. Nuga game, like that. From that university, Nuga game, they will play, I think, in Tanuga, all African ECOWAS universities game. Yeah. But now, nothing like that. Look at our stadium. Most of the fans don't know players' name. In those days, when I was in secondary school, if like BC Lion is coming to Lagos to play my team, Trina Istos, mm-hmm. I will say, ah, I will mention about five players, six players naming BC Lion. Often I still have their name in my head, like Moses Paco, Bolaji Douglas. You know, you can measure, you measure teams. Immersion names like that, but today now, you don't have, you don't even know their names of the players. So now you don't even know that who, who the coach is. You don't even know who the coach is. You know, it's, I remember when I was younger because um, I grew up in Ibadan. Okay. And my grandfather was one of the original starters of 3SC shooting yes, stars, Likon Salami. So yes. when I was younger growing up, we'd always go to the stadium. I have these memories with my dad watching matches. Uh, the stadium will be packed out. It will ah, be full. Food. It will be so vibrant. Mm-hmm. But it's no longer like that. And it's such a shame. Like, see that 3SC then? My cousin, Benjamin James, is there. Isaka Oyemi is there. And... Ibe Johnson is there. It was uh, a very successful uh, team. A very successful team. And this guy, I can, I can mention about six players in that team of 3SC. Like Wayo National, I can mention three. Uh, Julius Bega, mm-hmm. I can mention like 10. Far back of Aladi Meji, Lawan, uh, Dosu Joseph. Ah, a lot of them like that. Yeah. These days now, why? Because the NFF, the football in Nigeria has turned to politics. Yeah. How can you make somebody that doesn't know how to play table tennis to be football? Chairman, NFF chairman. Who doesn't know how to play long tennis, you make him an NFF chairman. What are she me? What are they doing? What are they doing? Look at the stadium today. Most of the stadium you find is synthetic. Yeah. And synthetic is not good for those who want to use with stud to damage your knees and your waist. Because the stud is not going down. You find the grass in Europe where you mash it, you know, it's something will go down. It doesn't give you problems. Soft. Yes, just like you put on the st- stud like this, like you're working on the ties like this. You know, you can't walk it while draw you by sleep. Look at Nigerian football today. It doesn't, ah, the day I went to watch, uh, I think, a match between Aimba and uh, one team, FA Cup in uh, Teslim, Balogu, the way the boys are playing football, I say, ah, no, no, this is rubbish. Yeah. 
And it happened to one of my former teammates, was the coach of Imba, uh, Itoro. I said, ah, Itoro, after the guy, I said, which kind of boy? He said, ah, JK. Nigerian footballers, nothing to write home about. And Everything is money, 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 money. Even the NFF today, no sponsor, which is very bad. Look at South African League. Yeah. It's far better than our league, Zambia League. They are far, far, far better than our league. You know, we always speak about how we need to get the Nigerian League back to where it should be. But there are also whispers, echoes, people speaking about the idea of having an African Super League where to grow African football as a whole, you take it beyond the countries. Mm. Um, the best teams in Nigeria playing against the best teams in Morocco, against the best teams in South Africa. What are your thoughts on the idea of an African Super League? You see, like, I think some years back, when the Imba won, I, I left the Imba then now, like three years. No, I think four years for that, they won that Continental Cup back to back. Yeah. Because of then, you know, Nigeria, is to, they, they, have, they have to go back to grassroots football, secondary school football. One is discipline. They have to discipline the team owners, they have they are safe. Yeah. Because if you want to grow a football, you want to manage a football, you have to start from the grassroots. The NFF, at least they need to make, they need to sit down and make a very strong meeting. Screening again. Like the club owners, they need to discipline them. Let the coaches go and look for grassroots players. Manage them very, very well. Give them good treatment. Make them to feel at home. Then and we need to present end to corruption. Yes, that's the problem. Because why? Like, like, like three boys I know in Ajigule. I said, why you guys don't go and play Nigerian League? I look at your age. I do you play football, good football, go. They will say, ah, see no man, no be sued, huh? That's somebody must carry you go. Somebody you have somebody to take you there, somebody to pay you. You have to carry there and pay somebody money, pay the coach. I say, ah, no, 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 no. I say, now they say, bros, that is your own days, not now, which is true. Because whenever I see all these coaches, the Premier League, they know, they know that whenever they took money from this, this that, that, they put them there. If they sack, they no problem. They don't have make money, but that is not the most important. Your name first. Yeah. Your name is more better than the money. That boy, you look at, I said, I took my cousin on the James. That boy that 20 is my first cousin. Since I was the one that bought him boots, he took it from a grass suit like this to Bene for training with the super, with the golden eagle, the only Mikel that said, when they played against Argentina, the final Messi. When he just was a local player, I don't, he, had not, he has not even tested Nigerian league or Nigerian amateur league, anything. But Sia saw him, saw the quality on him. Yeah. He took him. He took him. So my final question, looking at all of this, the state of our football federation today, um, how bad things have become, what is your hope? What would you like to see? What sort of changes would you like to see integrated into Nigerian football to, to boost things? You see something here. Nigerian football, 
first of all, some people will blame the coach. They used to call coach, 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 coach. Like this foreign coach from Portugal now. Mm. The man doesn't have any blame. The problem is the NFF. You cannot fist a match. You, you know your team is having a match, international match. On Saturday, some boys will be coming to training, to the camp. On Thursday, Friday, it's very, very bad. Look at Super they are playing individual football. Yeah. We'll see me, we run this way. The guy will put the ball this other way. You cannot blame the coach because why the coach don't have time to handle these boys. And tomorrow you see Obi will play number two. Next match again, you will see uh, Peter Rufai will play number two. They don't have specific players to, like one particular player to be playing. Just I was talking about Chelsea. Chelsea was just buying, 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 buying. What do you want to do with these guys? Yeah. The other guys. Sometimes players have match, they are match, some players are match roasted. And sometimes you see a player, I've played with you two, three times. But I still understand you that the players I just want to play for the beginning with. And we don't, we don't have NFF. This one, they don't know football. It's just the money they know after. Look at Samueleto. Look at a big change Cameroon football today. Yeah. Before you don't see, you cannot see Cameroon playing better, but now, Somebody to change the football mentality in Cameroon. In myself, we come to the dressing room. Guys, what is happening? Win this match has also bonus. For me, not from the Cameroon government. Win this match has also bonus. You see, look at the coach of uh, Senegal. Yeah. She's not an ex player. Mm-hmm. She was a captain. Mm-hmm. It's look at discipline. Our super good boys don't have discipline. Yeah. Who, who cost it is the NFF. By the time Akiwumi or Usime is coming, you say NFF chairman, I, okay, I'll give you $30,000. Imagine But the country is going down on football. Jacob's story serves as a powerful reminder of the immense challenges faced by Nigerian footballers striving to make their mark on the global stage. The arduous journey from Nigeria to Europe, coupled with the unfortunate injury that prematurely ended his playing career, showcases the uphill battle that many talented individuals encounter. Jacob's transition from player to scout reflects his unwavering determination to improve the system from within, nurturing grassroots talent and providing opportunities to those who may otherwise be overlooked. His story echoes the need for change within the Nigerian football landscape, urging the eradication of corruption and unfair practices that hinder the progress of aspiring athletes. Only through such drastic reforms can the true potential of Nigerian athletes be maximized. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll be back next week.